0: Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending November 19th, 2021. I'm sophie Antel Gibert and I'm joined today by my colleague, Eric Ristabin, Chief Investment Strategist for Russell Investments. Good morning, Eric, how are you?
1: <laughs> Good morning, Sophie, I'm great, and you?
0: Very good, thank you. Good. So, it's actually been quite a quiet week this week, Eric. So, I'm hoping that your comments today will help reflect that and keep it that way, Um, especially as in the US, at least we're heading into a holiday week next week. But I'd be curious to hear what caught your eye. A couple of things that maybe are sort of bubbling a little bit under the Mm -hmm. surface that I was hoping we could get your perspective on are. Um, inflation. Is it inflation? Is it hyperinflation? How worried should we be? Um, the second one is about legislation that was passed in the US. And then the third topic around COVID and sort of re-emergence of COVID in Europe and restrictions, how much of a market risk do you think that is? So those are sort of three things that I was hoping we could get your perspective yeah. on. You unfortunately, none of them
1: are new. They're just continuations of debate. I know, exactly. And sort of like,
0: yeah. yeah, what's the next installment? So over to you. Maybe if we start with is it inflation? Is it hyperinflation? Should we be anxious?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, it's, it's not hyperinflation, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, ask the countries that have experienced hyperinflation when you've got wheelbarrows of cash to get a loaf of bread. It's not bad. Um, but is it is it is an inflation that's going to persist is really the question. We saw a, a basically a 30 year high. I think it's a 31 year high technically in the uh, in the latest inflation number that we saw last week at 5.4 percent in the U.S., we saw mm-hmm. some numbers out of Europe. Uh, the Eurozone was 4.2, that's a, a decade high. Um, and we saw a similar number, I think 4.1 in the UK. So, you know, and, and that's, you know, if you think about it, the inflation target of most of the central banks is around 2%. So that's north than 2%. So the, the question becomes, are natural forces in terms of supply and demand, some of these the supply chain networks that we're having, difficulties that we're having, do those work themselves out? The other thing is economic growth, the the rate of growth is still strong, but it is slowing. So maybe you're going to have a, a kind of adjustments on both the supply and the demand side. Maybe demand drops a little bit as economic growth moderates and, and supply comes online. We still think that is the likely outcome in kind of a 12-month horizon. We, we do see inflation moving out of the system, or at least at this level, out of the system over the next year. But that... That debate is, is going to continue because we keep seeing these, these prints in, in high inflation numbers. I think the market, you know, you talked about being a, a quiet week, you know, the MSCI world index is up. I think it's up 11 basis points, right? So for the week. So we'll you know, take
0: it, but yeah. yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. And so, I mean, that, and that, that's, you know, that's as close to nothing happened as you're going to get in, in equity markets. And, and I think the US treasury yields and yields generally are, are right there with them. They didn't do much either. Um, low volatility in the treasury market in the middle of the week, but, nothing really to speak of so i i think on the other side of the equation you know we we saw two really good manufacturing surveys the empire state survey was actually stronger than expected the philadelphia manufacturing survey in the us was stronger than expected retail sales in the us even though inflation's hitting consumers are still spending uh that was actually stronger at 1.7 percent than expected so that's the it, it's the you know push me pull you of the market that's going on right now that you know Worries about inflation, what that may mean for the Fed, what that might mean in the longer term monetary policy and to the economy, but then reasonably strong economic data in the present.
0: So um, if that is inflation and it's inflation, not hyperinflation, got it. What about legislation in the U.S.? Congress has been busy, busy, busy. Are we where are we at?
1: Well, so President Biden signed the the bipartisan uh, infrastructure bill on Monday Um, that was passed earlier by Congress. The headline was 1.2 trillion. The the incremental amount was 550 billion. It, it 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 some of that stuff is already in in kind of the in the cake. But um you know and that that one's broadly on like you know the the cellular phone networks uh you know it's just infrastructure 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 and. I don't think there's anybody really on the on the side that we we don't need to fix our roads and we don't need to upgrade our power systems. You know, so I I think that that's probably a positive for the economy, although a relatively modest one, because that that will be spent over a number of years. The House did this week pass the legislation uh, today, actually, after a delay, um, uh, about a one point six trillion dollar package on that Build Back Better plan. Um, Mm -hmm. So the House did that today. The, The Senate is expected to vote in December. It is very far from clear uh, whether that can pass. And, 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 and I think I would tell, I would say that its current structure is probably not gonna be what comes back from the Senate if they can successfully get effectively Senators Manchin and Sinema uh, to vote for it because they have yet to say that they're gonna vote for this, um, this package. And again, I, I think contextually it's important to understand that's 1.6 trillion right now in size over the next, you know, basically the next decade. So, you know, it, it is accretive to economic activity and economic growth, but it isn't, you know, it, it's dwarfed by the packages that we saw in the, in the teeth of the COVID uh, crisis. So um, it, it, it's a, it will be positive generally for economic activity in terms of fiscal stimulus, but it it's, it's probably not the headline number for people to focus on.
0: Okay, that's helpful. You mentioned COVID just now. Um, COVID is sort of rearing its head in Europe and causing some of the countries to reimpose new restrictions. What is your sense on the impact to the markets? And, you know, what Europe does? Is the US going to follow suit? Or what, what should we be expecting as investors?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, the the kind of resurgence of COVID in terms of infection rates isn't just Europe. The U.S. is having the same thing. I think we're on Damn. the last 14 days, I think we're up 14 percent, something like that. It, it's actually now we're not seeing hospitalizations and deaths move up at the same level. And that's probably well, that is vaccinations primarily. But I think in the U.S., It seems pretty, it seems fairly clear at this point, no major lockdowns are likely to occur in the US. I I think there's not the social or political will in the country to lock down the economy. The European governments seem a little bit more willing to do that than the US, although I think their willingness is probably going to, is is waiting as as you go through time. Um, If you think about kind of what we are looking at in terms of the risks of the global economy right now, um, we, you know, I think it's probably inflation and China and what's happening in, you know, the slowdown that we're seeing in China and what direction does that go? Does that kind of hit our expectations or is it worse than we expect? Those are probably number one and two in macroeconomic risks with COVID probably being third. Because what we've seen is, 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 you know, in the summer of the Delta variant, we just, we didn't see anywhere near the kind of, Hit on the economy, it obviously was a headwind, but it wasn't enough to actually take the growth rate um, to negative and, and or even even away from strongly positive. So I think if you're thinking about things for market purposes, unless something changes with the virus itself, there's another mutation. But right now, I think it's probably it's inflation, China, and then COVID.
0: Terrific. Well, um, we have come a far, far way in the past year. I think a year ago at this time, that is not how we were or- ordering. Yeah. Sort of risks to the market. So thank you so much, Eric, for sharing your perspective and your insights. And thank you for joining us. We'll be back again soon.